0: Health Naturally and we're taking your calls on 49216216 that's the number that will get you through to us, we'll talk about fibre a little later on as well and Peter has rung in from Wangwalk and uh, Lyme's disease, that's non-nice disease Peter, that's what you'd like to talk to Dennis about?
1: Yes I, I've got it after I went and had a blood test
2: it came to the surface but I had Ross River fever before and I got worse and worse Anyway, I went to Sydney for a blood test and that's what's come out. Doctors don't recognise it. Yes,
3: I was going to say, Peter, it's a very controversial um, uh, diagnosis. I'm not aware of too many uh, medical professionals in this country that, that accept... Uh, that Lyme's disease is here, but yeah. I'm not disputing any investigation you've had. Yeah. Um, most listeners would know that Lyme's disease is associated with, with tick bites and certain ticks at that. Yeah. Um, but you had previously experienced also Ross River fever. Yeah, that's which right. got worse and worse. Uh, yeah. Correct, which is a nasty virus. Yeah. Now, presumably you are still um, experiencing uh, some symptoms of fatigue and tiredness. Uh, Incredible. Hmm. Not yes. as bad as I was, but
2: uh, the blood test that showed the Borrelia for the Lyme disease yes.
3: also revealed I had uh, glandular fever yes. Epstein in the Yeah, Epstein-Barr virus. Now, yep. look, um, fortunately, um, I think there's some possibility of, of, of helping you here. Good. Um, with these nasty viruses, these retroviruses as they're called, the Ross River fever, the cytomegalovirus, and the Epstein-Barr virus behind glandular fever... The assault that they have on the immune system frequently leaves in its wake uh, symptoms of fatigue and also a a propensity to experience further uh, infections, uh, viral infections, as a result of the way in which the immune system has been assaulted. Now, in in Asian medicine, particularly Chinese medicine, but not just in Chinese medicine, throughout the whole of Asia, uh, there's a particular herb known as astragalus. Astragalus membranaceus is its uh, botanical name, and it could be seen as the most startling and well-defined and highly regarded uh, herb uh, used to retrieve and to rebuild, to strengthen and support a compromised immune system. And that herb led to the development Uh, in Asia originally, and then the formula was taken up by a couple of Chinese-American, or American-Chinese, Chinese-American doctors, and it became the basis of what was then known as the Astragalus 8 formula. The Astragalus 8 formula is popularly available in this country now, and it's a blend of eight Asian herbs and is known throughout the world as the Astragalus 8 formula. I, I, I stumbled, well, I didn't stumble across it, but I discovered it in a, in a text that I was reading years ago in preparation for some lectures that I gave in Melbourne on the immune system and the relationship of herbs to strengthening the immune system and had a little bit to do with uh, bringing the formula into a, a form here in Australia where it's now readily available. I would, I would see it, Peter, as being one of the most useful devices for you to try, And that that is based not just on my understanding of what it purports to do. And if you were to get on the net and just punch in Astragalus 8, you'd find all the constituents of the formula, the reputation of it. Um, One of the things that it does do, and I've experienced this in prescribing it for many years, is to see a pickup in people's energy and an improvement in their ability to, to ward off particularly uh, lesser viral infections, I'd give that a go. I'd be confident it would do you some good, Peter. Great, I'll do that. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Krill oil, now that's something that's been on our shelves really only in the last few years, Dot, Mm. and you've got a question about that for Dennis? Yes, please.
4: Uh, Dennis, I'm 92 and I was diagnosed with se- severe arthritis. Yes. My pharmacist put me on stip so- and Sorry, which is excellent, mm-hmm. and he also told me to take krill oil. Mm-hmm. Now, you hear these people, they say, oh, take it with care, watch, watch the um, after effects." Now, what a fix? What have I got to be careful of?
3: I I would think that krill oil would be a very safe thing to take, otherwise it wouldn't be freely or readily available, put it that way, in in retail outlets as well as your pharmacy. What what we need to appreciate is that these supplements, which are readily available without script, are considered by government to be safe enough to be used without a whole heap of medical advice associated with them. Now, having said that, um, there are some reservations about all things, and all natural things as well as pharmaceutical things. With some of the fish oil products and presumably krill oil, uh, sometimes in very, very high dosages, they can interfere um, with, with the blood profile. And if people, for instance, are on anticoagulant medication from their doctor uh, or what you'd call blood thinners, uh, high doses of uh, fish oils and presumably krill oil um, might might interact, but it would be a fairly unlikely situation, and I have never uh, seen it happen dot so really outside of that outside of that i i it puzzles me that the, that there would be too many reservations about it. It's a very useful uh supplement that has potential to ease uh, mildly inflammatory activity and promote uh, a more comfortable joint function, particularly after you've been on it for some time. No, dot. I would think that it would be a very safe um, product, albeit always be guided by your pharmacist. They are healthcare professionals; they're interested in your health. Uh, but with reference to this, um, I couldn't see too much the matter with it. Well,
4: I'm not on any medication
3: whatsoever. Well, there you go. You you, you, you should you should be teaching us things, dot.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I eat fresh. That's the thing, and I watch preservatives and uh, things like that. Artificial colours. Yes. But, yes. Um, I'm on a two thousand milligram. I um, he put me onto one brand, and I couldn't get it. And then no. I, the next one I got was the Nature's Own Mega Krill Oil.
3: No. Well, they're all good brands. Um,
4: well, I'm feeling better. I'm, they say I look better. I've got more movement, and well, there I. You go. I'm up stairs, but I was just worried about this. They're saying about thinning your blood.
3: Watch the. Well, I come back to the point that, in my opinion, you'd have to be taking exceedingly large dosages over a long period of time um, to significantly interfere with your blood profile. Um, so I would, uh, I would uh, keep it in the back of your mind. But I have never struck it in practice, and I think you, you just. Take on board what your pharmacist has said. But in your situation, I can't see too many problems because you're not taking anything else.
0: Sounds as though Mm. it's all working too. So well done, Dot. And uh, 49216216 is the number for your question for Dennis Stewart today. And everybody who calls in goes into the draw for a stiff sore and sorry pack today. It's 26 past 12 and we're moving over to Dudley and Robert. Hello, Robert. Ulcerative colitis.
2: Hello.
3: Hello, Robert. Hello,
2: Dennis. Yes, I've been diagnosed with that about five weeks ago, and yes. uh, still haven't been able to get in to see a specialist. And I was just wondering your thoughts if you had any magic for that.
3: Well, ulcerative colitis, as you probably would be aware, is a very nasty condition and definitely requires uh, medical attention and sometimes urgent medical attention. Uh, for the for the sake of listeners, I'll just quickly explain. Uh, Robert what the situation is ulcerative colitis is where the large bowel or the colon has become inflamed and then has started to ulcerate and with that come a bracket of symptoms uh, such as bleeding the passage of mucus and a lot of diarrheic symptoms and it can be a nasty disease, very debilitating and that is why you've been referred on to see a gastroenterologist for management Uh, are you taking any steroid or anything presently to, to hold it? Uh, now, okay, you're bleeding yes significantly yes and and you haven't been prescribed any medication
2: well no because um yeah, for some reason it's just taking forever I haven't even got an appointment to see the uh, specialist as yet the guy that did the diagnosis he uh he got in contact with another specialist and they're supposed to let me know when they will have an appointment. It's, it's been five weeks now. I've been chasing them up to
3: uh, no avail. Well, I would think you would you would uh, need to chase it up because, again, this is a fairly serious... Well, it's not a fairly serious condition. It is a serious condition um, beyond the case. And, and all I can say is if the bleeding continues and accelerates, I'd uh, if I was in your situation and I have to couch very carefully what I'm going to say, but if I was in your situation and you were bleeding and you were not able to access urgent medical attention, I'd present at, at a hospital.
2: No, it's not that bad at the moment, Dennis. I've, I've changed my diet somewhat to uh, like a celiac-type diet, yeah. and it's, uh, it's, it's reduced okay. the,
4: the
2: urgent. You
3: know, well, that's good. that's good. That's good. Now, look, there's just a couple of little things that might be useful, might be useful, and this must not be seen as as primary medication. Even if you get a significant uh, take-up in the bleeding and you're more comfortable and your stools are better formed, don't see that as being the answer to the problem. Let me emphasize, you must pursue uh, fairly urgently medical management. But the two herbs that I have for many, many years recommended um, and particularly in practice I've prescribed them usually in a more sophisticated form but two herbs that I think would be most useful for you would be certainly to access some slippery elm. Now slippery elm is a a bark, it comes from an American tree known as Ulmus fulva and the bark is in a powdered form and all herbalists trained in the western tradition would see slippery elm as being one of the most useful devices for soothing any inflamed area of the gastrointestinal tract. And you can Google it up and you'll find that what I have said is confirmed in the literature. So access, my opinion, would be access some slippery elm powder. In my opinion, it's best taken as a powder. Um, You can get it in capsule or tablet form, but I would think that a teaspoonful of the powder a couple of times a day would be a useful thing to do to start to harness some of the soothing potential of slippery elm, which also, by the way, might start to take up some of the diarrheic tendency that usually accompanies ulcerative colitis. That's the first thing. And by the way, slippery elm is not a drug. It's a food, and we know how it works. It's very safe, and it works usefully on the gut wall. The second one might surprise listeners, but the herb bilberry... The herb bilberry, which is frequently recommended uh, as a as a concentrated bioflavonoid for addressing ocular conditions, things like diabetic retinopathy and things like that, um, the same herb bilberry, in a powdered form or preferably a liquid extract, preferably a liquid extract, is remarkable remarkable in its ability to usefully lessen uh, diarrheic conditions it 's the most popular remedy used in Germany, and was made famous in the writings of the American medical professional Dr. Rudolf Weiss. In his text on herbal medicine, many medicos in Germany use herbs, and he was one of the greatest, he has an excellent rendition of how a uh, bilberry uh, works on the bowel to lessen diarrheic tendencies. It's a strong flavonoidal herb, and it has an astringent action on the bowel which lessens or tends to lessen some of the, uh, the discharge of blood in the stool. Those two things, in my opinion, are very safe, and if I were in your situation awaiting to see a specialist, I would be using something like that to give you a bit of relief until you're in the hands of the gastroenterologist. Excellent.
0: Thanks for that, Dennis. Appreciate
3: that. Thank you, Thank you uh, Robert.
0: Paul, you're planning to go overseas. Yeah, I sure am.
1: But but firstly, I'd like to say how lucky are we in the Hunter to have a person of um, Dennis's experience and all his knowledge. He's unbelievable, and I've had the, uh, the good fortune to have to visit him on a few occasions over many years. On on every occasion, and I mean on every occasion, he has fixed me up.
3: Oh, thank so you. My Paul.
1: my little question today. That that that, this, that that wasn't yeah, stage
3: managed, wasn't Paul?
1: <laughs> you didn't know, just not a paid advertisement. <laughs> Is that yeah? Look, we're lucky enough to be heading over to Ireland and the United oh, Kingdom at the end of the month.
3: You Take me with you,
1: and, <laughs> and instead of uh, carrying a medicine chest oh. with me, I'm just wondering if you've got a couple of little tips yeah. of something to maintain the immune, immunity system and any of the other mm. bugs we might be likely to run into in the, uh, the the northern summer, I suppose.
3: Well, look, what the, would the, you recommend? Your your uh, your question is a, is a very popular question, and I have quite a few patients or clients that have actually seen me about this and I'm thinking of a couple from the Nelson Bay area who uh, had uh, hitherto, every overseas trip they had gone on, they had come back to Oz with, uh, with terrible uh, consequences, uh, lingering coughs, uh, colds, bronchitis, sore throats uh, and uh, eventually uh, they sought my advice for the last trip that they did and I suggested they use the formula that I spoke about earlier, the Astragalus eight formula. And they took it, uh, in, in, in a, they sought it and uh, obtained it. It's readily obtained in various forms, Astragalus eight in tablet or liquid form. It's a formula. And they took that with them and joyously returned uh, for the first time, I was told, Free of any coughs, colds, viruses, sore throats, etc. And I get that feedback, Paul, very frequently from people who take my advice and see the formula Astragalus 8 as one of the most remarkable, and I I use that word not in any exaggerated form, Um, it is a remarkable example of the way in which herbs coming together in a particular formula can work wonders, and I use that term again, wonders, in supporting uh, immunology, supporting the body's response to viral and other forms of uh, challenge, and uh, give the body an edge in fighting against some of these pathologies. Paul, what I'd be doing, I'd be confidently sticking that formula in your bag, take it for a little while before you go, take it all the while where you are there, and I'd be most surprised, and I mean most surprised, if you came back um, with uh, with uh, having experienced anything that would contradict what I've said.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you very much. I'll say a, a, a small prayer to St. Patrick for you.
3: Well, I, I'd appreciate that too. I could <laughs> need every bit of help I can get these days. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Dennis. <laughs> right. Thanks you your call, Paul. And every caller today goes into the draw for a stiff saw and sorry pack, and you can get your question through to Dennis on 49216216. And after that advice, Dennis, it sounds as though it's a pity that Jan from Macquarie Hills, her oh, son, dear. who came back from overseas four oh, weeks dear, ago, dear, and you've, dear, he's dear. got a bad cough. That's that right, Jan?
3: typical. Mm.
0: Yes.
3: How are you, Jan?
0: Good, thanks. How are you?
3: Not too badly. Your, your lad has arrived back, and he's brought back uh, the dreaded lurgy from overseas, has he?
4: Yes. Okay. He's got a bad cough. He's tried all sorts of things, inhalants and... Medicine. He's had double dose of antibiotics, but he's okay. still got
3: the cough. Well, a couple of little things that um, he can do. I think what's probably happening here is that the throat is, if you like, irritated. The, probably the infection has gone, but the, the tissue has remained inflamed. All right. uh, eventually, it, it will resolve itself. He's a young man, and, and the, the tissue will, will heal itself. But a couple of things that you can do... Um, to ease the symptoms, one of the things that don't ever overlook the potential of straight out honey to be used to be used in a cough that is the after effect of a bad infection. The cough remember is likely to be associated with irritable or inflamed tissue, and one of the things that you can do is soothe that tissue by using something like honey and use it frequently and use it with some say some lemon juice.
4: So, so lemon yeah. juice and
3: honey, but you have to use uh, pure honey and you have yeah. to use a significant amount. I would be suggesting a tablespoonful of pure honey with some lemon juice, put it into a little tumbler of warm water and see that as something that should be drawn on across the day. So that's principle number one, and it might sound simple, but the feedback we get as a result of recommending honey uh-huh. as a useful natural cough suppressant or soother of the throat is quite remarkable. I'd be recommending that. The second thing that's easily done also is the herb licorice. Now, you probably think that licorice is confectionery. Well, not a lot of licorice these days is confectionery because licorice is a medicinal substance, and one of its most potent benefits is in soothing inflamed areas of the throat and even the, the stomach. So if I were you, I'd be going and getting hold of, either from your pharmacist or from your health food store or your local herbalist, get an extract, a liquid extract of licorice. Can you jot that down? A a, a liquid liquid extract of licorice. And he needs to take that um, either on its own or mix it with some other substances such as honey, say five mils or a teaspoonful, Mm -hmm. about three times daily. Now, licorice should not be used uh, for an extended period of time in, in an unmonitored way. Licorice in high dosages over a long period of time can cause an elevation of blood pressure and a bit of fluid retention. Very, very, very rarely have I seen that in my 40 years of practice. And if you're only using it in that dose and for a short period of time, in my opinion, it can only do you well. So Good. there there are two things. Thank but you. in my opinion, give him a bit of an edge in fighting this.
0: Thank you. Thanks for your call, Jan. Great. And Malcolm from Lemon Tree Passage. And it's a fairly complex question, Malcolm, about dry skin.
3: That's correct. Hello, Malcolm. How can we help you?
2: Oh, hi, Dennis. Uh, I really do enjoy your program. Thank you. I'm a 76-year-old pensioner. Uh, I have multiple uh, problems in life, but I'm, I'm a survivor. I have a very dry skin problem because I am a celiac. Yes, yes. Uh, not a celiac, a celiac. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm a I'm a kidney uh, transplant. I've uh, just coming up five years.
3: Kidney transplant.
2: Now, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. It's come up five years yes, now, so good. I'm a, a very lucky man. Good, good. Very good. lucky man.
3: Good.
2: I uh, I used to take uh, the fish oil off the spoon yes. oh, several years yes. ago, and yes. for some reason or other, I just stopped taking with because I mean I'm on so many other medications, mm-hmm. it just went by the by.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Now I'm, I'm on aspirin, and I'm on I'm on um, Lipitor yes. as well.
3: I understand it very well. You're on you're on something to keep your blood thin, and you're on Lipitor to keep your cholesterol at bay.
2: That's exactly right, nice. yeah. yeah. And, and I all to keep the uh, the arteries fairly pliable. Good. So I, I'm a little concerned. I want to get back on the fish oil or even on the krill because they mm-hmm. tell me that's better, mm-hmm. and, but should I?
3: Well, look, it, because of your uh, situation and because of your drug routine, anything you use, Malcolm, uh, in my opinion, should be run past your GP at least, um, I said to an earlier call that fish oils are useful for some conditions. Um, I'm not sure uh, that it would be an ideal thing for you at this stage. I I would um, see something like oil of evening primrose. In relation to the dry skin. Yes, in relation to the dry skin. Fish oils I see as... Uh, sometimes useful for skin conditions such as psoriasis, but it does need to be persevered with for a long period of time, even with that. And fish oils, yeah. I see, as being useful uh, to some degree in easing um, rheumatoid arthritic conditions. Um, I would mm-hmm. think that if you just have a dry skin condition, um, like a, a, that I'd be looking more at oil of evening primrose, which, as far as I'm aware, and as far as I'm aware has no uh, possibility of clashing, with any medication you're taking. And it is a herb, uh, the oil of a herb that has been primarily used to address dry skin conditions such as eczema and dermatitis. Um, I would be more content if you were to think about yeah. using primrose oil. You can get it in a, in a liquid form, you can take it off the spoon, so to speak. Um, look it up, Google it up, but before you do it, mention it to your GP. I'm sure there'll be no problem, but be guided by your GP, here's your prime contact therapist, um, but I yeah. would see it as being a better option in your case than the fish oil. Does
0: that answer your uh, question? Oil of
3: Primrose. Oil, oil of evening Primrose. Oh, I'll,
2: go, I'll write that down yeah.
3: just I'm to get it. It's, thank it's, you, Dennis. It's, it's, thank you, Malcolm. Thank you.
0: Mm, yes, and Jenny from Cardiff has rung in, and uh, you've got a question about Astragalus H, Jenny. Yes, I do.
2: Um, hi, Dennis. Hello, um, Jenny. I have a chronic lung
4: disease.
2: Yes. Um, I use oxygen of a night. Yes. And I was wondering if the Astragalus-8 might help me.
3: Um, look, Astragalus-8 is, is really more associated with uh, conditions of recurrent infection or a viral challenge. Um, I could not see Astragalus-8 being of major benefit to assist any, any breathing problem that you might have. But my, right. my question would be, uh, with your compromised uh, lung condition, uh, are you prone to, re- to re- recurring infections?
2: No, not really. But I okay. have the bronchiectasis, so it feels um, okay. as well as emphysema okay. and fibrosis. So, yep. Yep. you know, like I'm constantly um, bringing up the mucus and all that, yes. so anything yep. that would sort of yep. um, help cut that sure. down.
3: Sure. Look, I'm going, to, I'm going to reduce it to a little bit more of a simple uh, level. I know a lot about bronchiectasis. It's in our family. And uh, I help a lot of people with it. But a couple of herbs that would be useful uh, for that component of your lung disease, and they're very simple herbs, you can get what are called garlic pearls. Now, garlic pearls uh, are essentially uh, a gelatin preparation or the surround is gelatin, uh, but it contains garlic oil. Now, garlic is still, in my opinion, one of the most underrated natural uh, antibiotic uh, 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 products and very supportive of the immune system as well. Um, It shouldn't be underrated. Unfortunately, um, it's available very economically, uh, readily available from any of our pharmacies and health food stores. Every uh, patient that I treat who has a chronic respiratory condition characterised by chronic infection I will see as part of their management the recommendation of using garlic pearls or alternative preparations of garlic ongoingly now right. the, the second the second herb uh, is the well known herb echinacea right now echinacea is a useful immune stimulant, but it is more appropriate for where you have active infections low grade chronic active infections. They, those two herbs put together, in my opinion, have the potential to do you some good. They are both well-known, they're both very safe, and I think they'd give you an edge, Jenny. Okay,
4: wonderful. Wonderful.
3: Thank, thank you very thank, much, thank Dennis. You, thank you, Jenny.
0: And returning to your calls at the moment, Chris, you've rung in from Fletcher, and you're talking about spurs on vertebrae. Yeah,
2: uh, good afternoon, Dennis. Good um, Chris. Um, I've heard you speak previously on the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's just been... She's 48, good yes, health.
3: Yes, But
2: yes. Um, this week she's had x-rays and seen a, a chiropractor, but they've, I've, I've identified spurs on the vertebra, which is causing the pain, and I just wanted to chat to you about your use of recommendation of silica for
3: spurs. Well, I have, um, for many years, on various uh, radio programs, mentioned my experience using... Uh, silica, usually in conjunction with another mineral known as sodium phosphate. Now let me just explain why I have recommended it. I've been a a student of mineral therapy all of my life and the mineral therapy developed by the um, um, the original founder of Blackmore's who was Morris Blackmore he was a mineral therapist and developed a system of treating various ailments by using minerals in very very small dosages, ideas based very much on the ideas of the Austrian physician Dr. Schüssler, who developed what were called biochemic remedies. Now, in the uh, the Blackmore's textbook that Morris Blackmore wrote, um, under the heading of Spurs is a little treatment which is recommended on uh, to use silica, and it's abbreviated S79 with sodium phosphate, which is abbreviated SP96. Now, I know that sounds rather esoteric and a little bit mysterious and a little bit um, unusual, but um, I have said before on radio programs, and I will say it again, I have had uh, people who have hitherto been cynics uh, of a lot of what I have said, subsequently converted to complementary medicine because of their benefit in using that combination Usually to address spurs associated with plantar fasciitis, but spurs are spurs. And if I was your wife, I would give that combination of silica and sodium phosphate in minerals known as celloids, I would give that a go, keeping in mind, keeping in mind, there are no guarantees, uh, no guarantees virtually with any therapy. A lot of people have got benefit from using that combination, many of whom I suspect would be even listening to this program today. I would give it a go. It's not expensive, but in the literature on these minerals, Blackmore recommended years ago, and I show every client or patient this clause, that if you were to go on to these things, it's unlikely, unlikely that you would get any indication of benefit, much under about six months. So it's a quiet, it's a quiet achiever. Fortunately for you, it's very, very inexpensive, very inexpensive as mineral therapy um, was and still is. So I would say, look, if everything else um, has been defined and, uh, and she's not in any other complicating treatments, I'd give mineral therapy a go using those two.
0: That's a great question. Thank you, Chris. Um, moving on to Hamilton and Kay. Uh, you've got tender lower legs and some bruising and you can't get rid of it. Hello.
4: Hello. Hello, Kay. Hello, Dennis. How are you?
3: I'm well. How are you?
4: I have been a patient of yours before.
3: Well, there you go. I recognise the voice, see?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I have got really tender legs Mm, from my walk, from probably my shins to my ankles. I only have to tap them and they bruise and the bruises will not go away. I have been told mm. to, by a doctor yep. and a skin specialist yes. that they can't do anything about it.
3: And you're not on steroid medication? No. Okay. Your leg's also swollen? No. Nope. Okay. One of the things that I would give a try to is if you can get hold of a, a, a preparation based on buckwheat. Mm-hmm. Buckwheat contains the bioflavonoid known as rutin, Mm R-U-T-I-N. And in the British Herbal Pharmacopeia, it's called up specifically Mm -hmm. for that condition. Now, if you can't get a buckwheat extract, although you should be able to get one, um, rutin is a bioflavonoid which is found on its own in various bioflavonoidal combinations. Right. Um, So rutin, a bioflavonoid found originally in buckwheat, has a reputation of potential benefit for mm-hmm. addressing this sort of problem, which is likely to be associated with very fragile, small blood vessels. Rutin is an agent that has the potential to to put a bit of strength into the blood vessels. The fortunate thing is it's inexpensive, it's perfectly safe. I'd give it a go.
0: Thank you, Kay. And our last caller today is Jeff from Barclay Vale. And there's a an interesting condition you've brought up, Jeff.
2: Yes, yes. It's a condition called transverse myelitis. Mm-hmm. So um, I've had a spinal cord infection in my neck. Yes. Um, so it's affected my hand. My hand is, is clawing up. Yes. Um, I have Botox once uh, every three to four months, but I take a, a muscle, rea- muscle relaxant as well, yes. which yes. I'm trying to find out uh, is there's a herbal muscle relaxant
3: that I can take. Um, Jeff. that's a big call. I would be surprised if there was one as useful and as competitive as what you have been prescribed. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm presuming um, you've discussed with your GP the use of something like some magnesium. That's yeah,
1: something. not some
2: magnesium I'm, I'm not sure of, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I
3: take a, uh, a tablet called Bafflican, I think yes, it is. Yes. Look, Jeff. Um, what I will do, on. Jeff, I, I, we're battling for time. What I will do, yep. um, I'll give you my number to ring: four oh, nine no, five six two three two one. Right, that's If you ring six, that number, I'll, I'll, I will talk to you after the program because we're virtually yep. running out of time, and this is not a condition yeah, no that I know a lot about. But I'll talk to you and see if there is anything that is around that might be useful to run past your GP.
0: Thank you for your call, Jeff. And, of course, before we go, we do have to decide... Who our best? Who are, who wins the stiff, sore, and sorry Jeff. pack? And it's Jeff, mm. Jeff from Barclay Vale. So um, when Dennis speaks to you, he'll let you know how he can, how you can pick that up. So thank you, Dennis Stewart, uh, for your words today. And um, fibre was going to be our topic, so we will be talking about fibre, won't we, at some stage? Next just week, not next week today. <laughs> so next week, Dennis Stewart on health, naturally.